Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, what? Cinnabuds, that is me and that is you. Today, we are talking about Green Book. Yeah. Some guy called over here, a doctor. He's looking for a driver. You interested? I am not a medical doctor. I'm a musician. I'm about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South. What other experience do you have? Public relations. Green Book is a film that won Best Golden Globe for Drama. It is directed by Peter Fairley. Um, also directed such classics as Dumb and Dumber and Something About Mary. So who better to take on a racially charged biopic? Yep. It, uh, <laughs> the two stars are Viggo Mortensen and Mahersha Ali. You want to run down a bit of the plot? Yeah. Uh, it is a, uh, I'm going to use quote fingers, but this is radio. So you <laughs> yeah. can't see me. It is a biopic of um, a couple of weeks in the life of Dr. Shirley, who was a, uh, uh, in the 60s, he was an uh, African-American pianist uh, who was like a huge deal at the time, a mm -hmm. big deal. And uh, he hires this um, Italian-American bouncer blue collar blue collar driver to take him through the deep south he does a tour of the deep south and he needs uh, obviously a black man in the deep south uh, touring around needed um uh some protection mm -hmm. uh from uh what was going on down there but he chose to to do a tour of the deep south to bring his music down there and it's about the relationship between the two during those two weeks. What did you think about this movie? Uh, I was uh, made very uncomfortable by this movie in the, in a way that it was not intended to make me uncomfortable. And how did it make you uncomfortable? Um, it's just another. I mean, it's it. I had read a little. I had actually had not read a little bit about it, but I'd heard a little bit about the white savior type theme. Yeah. And if you don't know what that phrase is, it refers us to a, a story or a movie that makes uh it's about race relations but it the white guy is the hero or the white person is the one that saves everyone else mm -hmm. and like hollywood uh has not stopped doing that yet um it's great when uh there's people on of every uh race helping one another but uh hollywood seems to like when the white guy wins or the white guy helps and um and it and it, is, it doesn't always ring true yeah and, um, I mean, this was definitely a movie that I felt was to make white people feel comfortable with race. Yeah. Um, and if you don't think that, I, you know, there are two sides of this story. And in the end, you know, um, what did Don Shirley's character get out of this? The movie was not about Don Shirley. No. The movie was about the driver. Uh, and that might have to do with the fact that it was written by his family and it's definitely for and about making Tony Lip look good yeah and yet it didn't and that's the thing is i feel like it's pretty transparent when you see it it's uh oh i start out the film pretty racist and then really quickly become uh moderately not racist and then best friends with a, a gay black man in the 60s mm. and it rang false the whole time they make tony lip seem like Oh, I'm coming around, and I'm I'm charming, and I'm uh, violent and charming somehow, and then then also um, incredibly quickly enlightened for mm -hmm. that age and time. Mm -hmm. They have a scene where he discovers uh, 
uh, Dr. Shirley uh, in a uh, situation with another man. He does not even address the issue of homosexuality in the 60s. Uh, the character of Tony Lip doesn't. When previously had been super racist, apparently has no problem with homosexuality. Didn't address that at all. He was like, I'm on board with whatever's going on, which would be good in 2019. But at the time, it just seems like that character would not have addressed that very well. So it was just created to make him look like, oh, I'm really learning. And who should be the subject of this movie is Dr. Shirley, this pianist, who they don't even touch on the fact that he was like integral in the civil rights movement, was friends with Dr. Martin Luther King, None of was that. at Selma. They don't mention that. And they honestly, at points, make it sound like Tony Lip is teaching Dr. Shirley about blackness. That is the whole thing is like, Dr. Don Shirley is this caricature of uh, stuffy, yeah. you know, nose in the air aristocracy. Yeah. And uh, Tony Lip's character is to like bring him down to the ground level and show him what like real America is. It, it's, I was the whole time, I'm like, something different is going to happen and it didn't. And there, to me, there is a difference between overcoming racism and overcoming personal prejudice. And this movie set out to say, like, look at this man, overcome racism. And it was, to me, it was really a story of him overcoming personal prejudice because he was getting paid to do so. Yeah, that's also true, yeah. Um, we're going to talk. We, we got our gripes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got some things to say. And Find out how we really feel in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about all of that, the programming from Milwaukee Film, and a little bit more about Green Book right after the break. Right Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership at Steinhoffel's Furniture. Steinhoffel's offers mattresses and home furnishings for living rooms, bedrooms, and more. Steinhoffel's is a fourth-generation family-owned business based in Milwaukee and employs 800 people at their 19 locations across southeast Wisconsin. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. Okay, Chris. Hi. <laughs> we are back. We're talking about Green Book. The movie would lead you to believe that they're talking about the Green Book, yeah. which, <laughs> is this, which is this guide for... Uh, African Americans in this time, the the fifties and the sixties, to as a place where they could go and uh, where they could stay, where they can eat, and where they could you know avoid prejudice and right. racial violence. Right. And uh, that's that's what the movie title would lead you yeah. to believe. But I think there's like two scenes of like Tony yeah. Lip like. It should be the called What is the Green Book? <laughs> yeah, right. They don't um, actually talk about that. Yeah, talk about it for about ten seconds, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, that was one of the problems I read about too. Like, why are we we're foregrounding it as about this, but it's really they barely talk about. Right. It. So far, we've talked about um, just the negative parts of this movie. Yeah. Uh, what, did it have any positives? Did you go? <laughs> did you come up? With, I don't just want to you know we, trash a movie. Sure. Well, let's, let's talk about positives, then let's go back to the negatives. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because there are more. Yeah. Um, I will say, well. Quick negative and the, to set up the positive. Peter Fairley has no business making a movie like this. No. So he really made Dumb not. and Dumber and Shallow Hal. He has a history of... Hey, Shallow Hal was a good movie. Shallow <laughs> Hal was mildly <laughs> tone deaf as well. But <laughs> um, he makes a... I mean, 
I have no problem with dumb comedies. God bless him. Right. But then to shift into a movie like this, and here's the thing: if I want to give him, if I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, right. I would say this is a guy who's had a career of making these silly movies. And sure. He sees the world today, and he sees this story, and he goes, "No, I'm going to do something. I want to contribute to yeah. the betterment. Right. Give him the benefit of the doubt." But he just chose the wrong source material. He chose a book from based uh, from this kid's uh, father about this kid's father, not about the African American like music prodigy yes. who was friends with Martin Luther King. He yes. chose his driver, right? Um, and then did not do his due diligence. And here's more controversy about the movie: um, the family of Doctor Shirley, Don Shirley's yeah. family. Knew nothing about this happening. And he claims that he goes, We reached out, we heard nothing back. And then another point he claims he goes, You know, that was somebody's mess up and that, you know, I would I wish it would have gone differently. And the way that they portray him is it's bad. Yeah, it's cartoonish. It's it's car it's cartoonish. They have him like sitting on this throne. He's this guy that that knows nothing about society, yet yeah. he has yet he is whole he's the embodiment of stuffy culture. Yeah, elite and, and he and like in this in the movie, it portrays him as he doesn't, you know, he's not in contact with his family. He's not close with them. And, you know, Don Shirley's family has reached out and said, yes, he was close yeah, with his family. Not true at all. Not Talked true at all. And uh, that he, like, could, you know, he does this tour of the South because he wants to, you know, because he wants to, um, he wants people to see a man of his race perform. And he wants to change minds himself. But it... It, it never really goes into no. any of his, his drive ideals, to do his anything. His to his right? community. He doesn't talk about it. And there was one. There was a deep one. And it made it seem like he was completely disconnected from what they refer to as his blackness. Mm -hmm. um, there's a scene that is, were we about to talk about positives? I know. How are we doing? How are we doing on uh, that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a scene where uh, his driver practically forces him to eat fried chicken. Yes. Which the whole time I'm like, please stop waving that fried chicken in his face. Oh this whole God. scene is kind of repulsive. And then he, he finally eats it and he discovers he loves it. And I'm like, this, how did this ever get past anyone? Seriously. Another thing Peter Fairley was doing is he was, he kept throwing the, um, the black participants in this film, Mahershal Ali and Octavia Spencer, who was one of the producers, he kept saying, Oh, I showed this to Octavia, and she thought it was hilarious. He kept essentially saying the black people in this film said it was fine, so right. stop. But he just did not handle. He made a huge misstep, I think, and he did not handle it well. Mahershala Ali seems like the only one who handled it well. He actually, when he found out that the family uh, did not hear about this, and we found out about this, he called them personally and apologized, and they said that it was very sincere. So, kudos to Mahershala Ali. But everyone else on this film is just trying to like brush it under the carpet because it's doing well financially and then you know, yeah. critically. Um, it, it, just one more negative before we get to positives, <laughs> which you will. Um, I mean, the, it really bothered me that Tony Lip's character learns nothing. That all of this, yeah. it's like it's Tony Lip showing Don Shirley that he likes fried chicken. Yeah. That you know he can play in a a juke joint and he doesn't which just have to play his. Yeah. He doesn't have to play his classical music and he can play like with his people yeah, yeah. and get along with like his people yeah. and uh, um and then tony lip learns nothing he yeah. you know he, there's no he doesn't learn anything about don shirley's culture about where he is coming from about him as a person right. though don shirley learns all of this about tony lip 
it's like the one thing you're supposed to get is like, oh, he he showed him how to not be racist. Right, right, right. Even though it was a uh, personal prejudice with this. Quite person. a magical but let's, journey. <laughs> I, I do. There was like some positives of this movie. <laughs> um, Marisha Ali, uh, it was a great performance. He's always good. He's always good. But here's the thing, and I will say this. I think in the first half of the movie, both uh, uh, Viggo Mortensen and Marisha Ali, I think both were like too one-dimensional and cartoonish. Yes, they were. And I think in the last half, Marisha Ali really does what he does best. And Viggo Mortensen was like kind of the same, mm. and he's a good actor. I like him, and I I read somewhere they said role of a lifetime. I'm like I hope not, because I think he's like seriously. He's it's Peter Farrelly directing an Italian American performance, yeah, which is what you would expect, like this kind of over the top, like busting my balls here, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was terrible, but the last half definitely Mahershala Ali does a, does a, his own thing. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, from the point of like watching it, you know, there's so in me, it, there's like my brother loved it so much. Yeah. It was like his favorite movie of the year. Yeah. And I went in watching it, like wanting to tell my brother that yeah. I liked it. Right. And it like, I didn't come out of it being like, that was awful. It was like, you know, you know what it, it is? wasn't a terrible movie to watch. You go into the movie, and if you have good Just, intentions, yeah. you don't, you know, <laughs> look too hard. I can understand how you'd come out of it with the general notion of, oh, this is two people learning yes. each, from each other. And I'm sure that was the intention when it started. Yes. But there were so many missteps. It just, it made some of it ugly. But again, I can see how if you go in without just kind of a blank slate and just go in and absorb it without thinking too much, it could come off with the, the good vibes that it has. It right. ends with a really nice note. I'll be honest, when Mahershala Ali uh, hugs uh, Viggo Mortensen's wife mm-hmm. uh, I teared up like mm-hmm. I just it was nice to see these people be sweet to each other and really kind of you know like oh these are two worlds and they're just so nice to each other and it's great I really had a problem with that ending well yeah I but mean yeah. you did on the sur- on the surface like I can enjoy it's that like emotion. would Tony Lips go to Don Shirley's family yeah yeah Christmas and they, and they embrace him there's a weird pause okay here's the thing it's like he gets embraced yeah you know it's like, yeah, and it's like the, all about overcoming racism and how Tony Lip like overcomes this serious racism that he has. Yeah. And then they end up like bringing Don Shirley to Christmas. They, there's no way in hell yeah. Tony Lip would go to Don Shirley's Christmas. Yeah, it's, 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 it's bananas. How are sorry. we doing on, on <laughs> highlighting the positives? <laughs> so far, positives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, here's one. <laughs> it's in another, uh, no, let's just call it what it is a backhanded positive. Mm-hmm. So Peter Fairley has a history of understanding comedy notes. Yeah. Like, he knows where the comedy hits should go. Um, and in this movie, there are few, not many, but there are few funny parts. And if it were a different movie, if it were more, it wasn't as serious take on on race relations, if it was some sort of, like, edgier, uh, fictional, more fictional film, there were some moments that could have landed pretty well like i even like intellectually recognize like yep that's funny that's a good that's a good beat or whatever mm-hmm. um but in the context of a movie like this it is just it's almost inappropriate so like when at the end when don shirley walks in there's an entire italian family having christmas and they see a black man in there and he says hey this is don shirley everyone pauses and is silent yeah and then out and then they, you know, there's tension and all of a sudden guy goes get this man a plate and then mm. they're all welcoming that is that is a tone and that is a scene from a comedy 
Yeah. Uh, where that's supposed to be like, oh, are they, will they or won't they accept him? And then they do, yay. That's a goofy scene in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. But there were a few moments where like, yeah, if this were a different movie, that scene would have been funny or that could have been a cute moment. But after like the first half, I was already so like uncomfortable and like grossed out that mm-hmm. I was just like, nope. That's a that's my second positive. Yeah, we started on a positive there. <clears throat> yeah, started out. It's up for best picture, it which sure I strongly disagree with. Well, you know, hard disagree. The only reason I doubt any of this is because Hollywood's usually right. So <laughs> I'm thinking if they if they think it's the best, <laughs> they historically know what they're talking about. Um, if it wins, <laughs> I will cry. Continue to make great decisions, uh-huh. Hollywood. Um, so Green Book, <laughs> uh, not my favorite. Not my favorite either. Go see if Beale Street could talk or watch watch Roma again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is Green Book. Um, Chris, I want to talk about some uh, uh, programming that Milwaukee Film is doing here in Milwaukee. Yeah, which will be nice. So uh, this is our first year running the Oriental Theater. And so this is our first inaugural uh, Black History Month celebration at the theater. So we just had a screening of... Mr. Soul, and that was a great documentary that showed at the uh, Were you there? festival. I didn't get to go to the one we just had, which had a nice talk back afterwards. I didn't get to go either, and I was on the plane with the guy. Oh, what? Yes. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, come from New York to Milwaukee. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it went really well, and we have a series on uh, Valentine's Day, which is this Thursday. We have Black Love Through a Black Lens shorts program. Um, so that's on Valentine's Day. Uh, you can find details on our website. Uh, but that'll be really good. The shorts programs with the Black Lens program are always really good. So that'll be a nice one for uh, some romance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have coming up February 18th, which is a Monday. Uh, at 6.30, we have Vel Phillips' Dream Big Dreams. So that's going to be a really fun event. Uh, there'll be a talk back afterwards. I think there'll be a moderator. and Vel uh, Phillips, one of the just great stories of Milwaukee and yeah. Wisconsin. If you are not familiar with Vel Phillips, she was the first woman and the first African-American woman elected as the Secretary of State in Wisconsin. Um, just an amazing woman, an yeah. amazing story. We talk about this all the time at 89 where we're like, how, what else could we do to get people to know about Vel Phillips? Because oh, she's yeah. just so important and uh, such a wonderful story. Yeah, and it's going to be great. It's a great film about her um, and that is a free screening. So you don't need to get tickets ahead of time. It is, when is that? It is Monday, February 18th, and it's at 6.30 at the Oriental Theater. All you have to do is show up. It's first come, first seated. That's awesome. But it's in our main theater, so we have 1,000 seats. I think you'll have a good shot. Um, but That's it's awesome. going to be really nice. So there's some really good programming for our first uh, Black History Month year. I also theater. have a question. You're doing like staff picks yeah that you're screening so much fun that is such a that's such a fun idea yeah. what like what's the frequency that you're doing and how th- are you, how are you doing that yeah uh it's random it's random, random okay drawing and we're doing them i think there's i think we do two a month okay so twice a month a different staff member gets to pick one of their personal favorites that they want milwaukee to see that is so and much the fun coolest thing for me at least working there knowing who is picking them going what is this person gonna choose yeah really very telling and so far, it's been amazing because there's been such a variety. Yeah. And just random, like, really schlocky, like, cult films to, like, grand epics. 
um, comedies, dramas, horror movie. I just you, saw Nosferatu the Vampire. The, uh, the dude, Magic Mike. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be at Magic Mike XXL. Ben Balcom, who I keep saying is our dearly departed tech director. He's not dead. Um, <laughs> he is really into experimental film, mm-hmm. but he had a top five films one year, and it was four f- short films I'd never heard of and Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> he swears it's brilliant. And if he's telling me that it's good, I'm really curious why oh, he I likes love that. it. So I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't know that I would have ever seen it. Have otherwise. you got to pick one yet? No, I have a... MacGruber will wait another day. Oh, well, we've, we've had Blade. a public screening, and we're going to have a public screen, uh, screenings of Blade. Well, we will definitely talk about that on this well, show soon. <laughs> um, well, you're out of movies. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of good. It's like, oh, yeah, take them out. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Making that decision is going to be the hardest of my life. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it. I've had a great time. So have I. <laughs> you rarely, I feel like we always are talking so positively about most of the movies. Yeah. It's good to just, you know. Well, I like that at the end we said, because I, you know what we want? We want you to go out and see movies in the theater. So I always cringe when we have to talk about one we don't like. Mm-hmm. So that's why you should go see Beale Street. You should go see. Uh, Roma. Go, go see, Ro- yeah, watch Roma. Uh, see, go out and see something good. See uh, Magic Mike X- XXL. Yeah, definitely go see Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> Instead of Green Book. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a perfect diversion from, from right. one movie to another. See Lego Movie too, you know? I did not know that was out until yesterday. It is I out. I was sad that I was seeing Green Book instead of <laughs> Lego Movie 2. This has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is produced by DJ Kenny Perez. Thank you, DJ Kenny Perez. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brad Newski. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you to members from Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. Uh, we also get support from Associated Bank. Oh, thank you very much. And somebody else? Steinhoffels? Steinhoffels! Wow, how could I forget you? <laughs> I know. I see Steinhoffels every single day on I-94. Um <laughs> And um, thank you to listening. Thank you for subscribing. Anyone yeah. who listen to podcasts, Cinebuds out.